Yo, I'm by the bug. Greg can't come. <laughs> Greg's always invited. That's right, man. You're the one that's not invited. There they we always go. tell me, hey, Greg, why don't, you come, why don't you come over here? But don't invite Chris. I don't think anybody's ever said that. Right? No, they always say, hey, bring Chris, man. He's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was uh, Vince Neil. First single after he left. Motley Crue. Slash got kicked out. Slash who knows what really happened. Motley Crue. Uh, thank you guys for coming back, man. This is part two of our 1992 episodes. You know, we're doing these things, you know, every month or every other month, about uh, a year. Yeah. Pulling them out of a hat. If you guys want to pull the year out of it, I'm pounding on the table. Listen to me. If you guys want to pull the year out of a hat, let us know. Get to us on TikTok and Instagram. BigTalkCG.podcast. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Add BigTalkCG on Twitter. Let us know. We'll, we'll meet you on the streets. We'll bring the hat to you. Damn. And you guys draw that year. We'll, we'll, we'll film it, dude. We'll put it on the interwebs. I like it, man. That's a good You one. guys let us know. You know, hey, you know, this is legitness right here. Dude. Right. You're like, oh, Greg from 87, that's when he graduated. No, these were legit drawings out of a legit hat with folded paper, with handwritten, with a Bic pen. <laughs> One of Chris's famous trucker hats was oh used. My. Oh, yeah, dude. He has a lot of them. They're world famous. They're known from Zimbabwe to, well, not to, the gay, not to the gay penguins yet. Ah. God damn it, them, dude. Ah. <sighs> They're making me so mad. Right. Hey, you know what? So Talk to me. We're doing 1982. This episode, we are doing movies and television. Movies, television. And pop culture and from pop culture. 1992. Um, you're invited, but your friend was on the soundtrack for... Encino Man. All right. is a movie that is actually right up our alley. Right. Talk about it, baby. Uh, you know... Uh, Polly Shore, Brandon Frazier, Sean, was it Austin? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally fun, you know, a little different, uh, great soundtrack, and just, you know, it was a good fun movie. I mean, it was kind yeah. of Brandon Frazier, kind of was a caveman, and they kind of melted him, and now it was uh, um, a caveman living in 1992. Yeah, they're doing like, aren't they doing like a remodel of the house? They're digging. Yeah. And he's frozen in ice. They yeah. bring him up. They yeah. defrost him. They take him to school. Like, we got to acclimate him to school. And then he becomes a popular kid. Let's use him to get popular. And then it gets resentful. And Right. That's kind of the story. You know, it's the same old shit. But, man, it's really good. Brandon Fraser, honestly, he's probably the best role he ever played because he doesn't talk. So, <laughs> love it. What was his name? Link? Yeah, Link. And uh, <laughs> like, but, yeah, dude. I love uh, Encino Man. Great movie. Great fun. For the family. That's a family movie right there. Yeah, dude. definitely, dude. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, science. It's all about science. And Neanderthals and Dethon. It's all about science, so it's educational at the same time. So, man, we need everybody to watch it, man. That was a good, fun movie, man. All right. Um, how about another movie you can bring up, man? What are we bringing up now? Let's talk about, um, wow, Single White Female. Ooh, damn, Bridget Fonda. This movie was great because it was really the first time. God, I remember. And I love it because, you know, a lot of the stuff kind of we talk about, I'm younger, but this is kind of when I'm really getting the concepts of what's going on. This was one of the first movies that really put woman versus woman. and you. But you had that, more importantly, you had that woman as the person that was being attacked, but she came back and she, she fought right? for her. And and one in the end, it is great, dude. This movie is on the edge of your seat the whole time. Basically, the woman, you know, single woman living in a in an apartment. She needs a roommate, so you know, she puts out the ad: single white female looking for roommate. Bridget Fonda, Jennifer Jason Lee. Holy crap, dude! Right. You guys want to watch a thriller movie? Put this one on, and you will never put. <laughs> you're gonna reevaluate yeah. your roommate conditions right, right now, dude. There. Your situations are definitely gonna change <laughs> great movie great movie loved it um you watched it multiple times i love it cool you know another movie i'll bring up uh chris from 92 
under siege, Steven Seagal. Oh God, this, this is, can we agree on something? Yeah. This is his best movie he's ever done. It is. Can, it, I, also it, say, can I also say something? Yes. This is actually a good movie. This is a good movie, man. Tommy Lee Jones was in it. Gary Busey was yeah, in it, man. Dude, come on. This is it, dude. And then um, one of the Playboy Playmates was named Erica Elaine. Hey, Steven Seagal and Playboy Playmates, how can you, I know, how can right? you miss? Steven Seagal's a cook, cooking. Kicking ass and tits and ass. I mean, come on. That's Let's it, go. dude. Uh, good, fun movie. Uh, Steven Seagal, uh, Under Siege. Good, fun, action. Um, totally right up, you know, the year 1992. Fun. He had his little ponytail on it, or maybe a little bit half a ponytail, but he still was rocking that, man. It was still good, fun stuff, man. Yeah. He's just totally a cook. He's just a cook. Just a cook. But he kicks ass and takes names, man. Yeah, dude. This movie is... This movie is basically... Honestly, if you really want me to give you to you, Die Hard on a Boat. It's Ooh, really I Die like Hard on a Boat. And it's not as good, but it is still really good. And cool. If you watch any Steven Seagal movie, this is the one. Get it. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something that may be a little campy, a little surprise, a All little right, hit. what do you got me? Let's talk about Buffy. Let's Ooh. talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Dude, with... dude. This movie was great. Christy Swanson, um, Luke Perry. You're right. This movie was, I would say, the surprise hit of 92. Cult hit, still going strong. They made a TV series right. off of it with Sarah Michelle Gellar, I believe. She played the, the, the lead in the TV show. Right. This, she basically is a cheerleader who gets recruited and says, actually, your true calling is to be a vampire slayer, uh, Donald Sutherland tells her she's like no. She's like um no. Yeah. He's like yeah okay. Like he, she's so like dude. This movie is great. It's so entertaining. I love this movie, dude. Uh, what is it? Rudyard Howard was probably to it. He was doing. I think he was the villain at the time. Yeah, yeah. doing that one. Um, yeah, great. I, I kind of. I totally agree with Chris. Totally fun. Totally um, out of the blue hit. Yeah, it came out of nowhere, dude. Um, and was, you know, the soundtrack was pretty decent, and one of the memorable things I do remember from it was um, there was a song from Rob Halford, Judas Priest. Um, after he took off from Priest, he did this solo song, and it was a killer song, man. Mm. Light comes out of black, and it just was ripping, and that was one of my favorite things from that soundtrack, but this was a fun movie, too, so I totally dug it, man. Totally dig it. That's man. the kind of stuff you're not going to get anywhere else. Greg busting down the knowledge on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> with with Rob Halford. Whoever put those two together, I don't know. Right? Um, dude, there's, dude, there were so many good movies in 92. When, I, when, when we first pulled the year from the hat, I was kind of disappointed. I was telling Greg, oh, God, really? Dude, there was, God, there's a lot of shit. And then I start looking. I'm like, Okay, you know what? I think I might be wrong. And this was actually one of the better movies. And I think that everybody has probably seen this one. And if you catch this movie, no matter where it is, halfway, quarter of the way, almost about to end, you stop and you watch it. A League of Their Own. Oh, totally good. Totally Gina good. Davis, Tom Hanks, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell. A story, real story, Um, you know, based on a real story, whatever yeah. that means. Um, women's baseball league because all the men were going to war. Totally good, war yes. Too. And the baseball league for women, it's a real thing. Yeah. I'm just saying it's loosely based, you know. And, man, this movie is really good. It tells a good story. You care for the characters. Even Tom Hanks, who's... God, he's... He has to come to terms with himself and who he is. Right. Gina Davis, not wanting to do this, but does it for her sister. Then you got, you know, the Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell characters, and then they kind of conform to it, and then they don't want to let go. It's just, and then they all meet it in the end again, man. These, this is this is actually one of the best movies, in my opinion. Maybe not be the most award winning. This is one of the best movies from 92. It's a top five from 92 for me. I agree. It was totally good, totally fun. Um, I don't know if you know, Chris, but this year they also did a different version, a TV version of it. But oh, yeah, it, I saw it, they started that. Yeah, it that TV. wasn't. I think it was Prime Video. Um, it was more a different story about the girls. So it didn't really follow the movie, how the story went in the movie, but told a different story of of it. And if I, it was a little bit of a sleeper, but it turned out to be pretty decent. And there's probably a season two for it. 
Anyways, before we get on a rant for that, totally good. I agree with you on A League of Their Own. All right. How about a movie we're going to start off in a courtroom? A Few Good Men. Oh, man, dude. Come on, your buddy. Uh, Tommy Cruise. Tommy Cruise. Well, Jack Nicholson. Tommy, Tommy Cruise is second string, maybe third. He's just... He's just a little too. He runs too much for me, dude, and I just can't keep up, dude. So he might be third string. I don't know. I can't keep up with him, dude. You kidding me? Come on, Demi Moore, sexy and beautiful in the courtroom, along with Jack Nicholson yelling at you, telling you, Chris, you can't handle the truth, Chris. I'm a married man. I can't say any woman is sexy. (laughs) Oh, really? A character on my movie? Come on. Jack Nicholson is sexy, but yes. (laughs) <laughs> Good movie. Rob Reiner did it, directed it, and you know this awesome. movie. This movie has a has a I don't know I would call it a special place, but has a memory for me. Um, for my birthday, I guess it must have been ninety two, maybe ninety three. My mom took me for my birthday to Portland. We we I grew up in Washington to watch Phantom of the Opera in Portland. Okay, and then in our hotel, my mom was like, "Let's get room service. We'll watch a movie." It was just me and her, so this is the movie we watched. Cool. So this movie has a memory for me. So I'm always going to have this movie elevated a little bit. But on its own, yeah, dude, this was definitely a uh, Jack Nicholson, uh, Demi Moore coming out for Demi Moore. You know, she had done some stuff, but this is definitely sure. her coming out in the sure, dramatic definitely. Role. Tom Cruise, at, at the, you know, let's start taking him seriously as an actor. I mean, at this point. I mean, he had done a lot of roles, but I think this was one of the roles where he, you know, let's start taking him seriously. You know, he did. I think he did. Um, what was that movie he did with his wife? Maybe was it uh, before this, the uh, Far and Away, or some some crap they did about Australia? Um, I don't. And remember. then Jack Nicholson, dude. I mean, come on, come on. Yeah. You can't handle the truth, right? Who ordered? Who ordered the red, the red hit or something? I don't remember what it was. I love. Do dude. we know anything? Uh, well, hold on. I'm Chris. I'm Greg. I think. I believe. <laughs> All right, there we go. Anyways, a few good men, totally good. Check it out, man. If you haven't heard of that, now give me another movie. Give me a movie. See, Chris. here's the thing. That here's what we're doing, guys. We went through our lists. And we kind of had to whittle it down for time constraints. So we have a list here of movies um, on the computer. And when you get this many as we have, we have little tabs. So it's kind of like Greg's when Greg's telling me, hey, what's the next movie? I'm just kind of just <laughs> clicking one. And we're just going to go through these. So these are in no order. Right. And it's kind of a random thing. So we may have notes, but we may have to flip and find and do this and recollect shit real quick. We're old as fuck, dude. <laughs> This is not on the fly. Yeah, this is not on the fly. We just can't do it. So let's see, dude. You know what? We're about to hit. We're about to hit this season. We're about to hit Christmas. Let's talk about one of the biggest movies of 1992. Let's talk about Home Alone Two. Damn, Lost in New York. All right, one of the biggest movies of 1992. Some people argue better than the original. What I do don't you think. I don't think it's better than the original. I think the original was classic and you know, a good staple. But this was also was a good story. It almost felt how do you say, Chris? Um they redid it again. How do you lose your child again? Well yeah, that's the premise yeah. of the story, dude. But Home Alone, Home Alone Two, Home Alone Three, Home Alone Four, Home Alone Five. They're all losing their kids. These are not good parents. Anyways, get back to two good fun story dude they kept some of the characters same actors same story different fun i liked it it was it's a good family movie this it's was, always good fun to see this was the number three grossing movie of 1992 all right 358,994,850 gee whiz that's a lot of that's a lot of <laughs> moolah right um so yeah, this movie this movie's great. Um, I love it. You know, it's got Joe Pesci and uh, was it Daniel Stern, I believe, uh, written and produced. Uh, John Hughes, so he's involved in anything. It's got John Hughes uh, going on. You know, he wrote the movie and everything is great. Um, you know, he did all those movies from the, the from the eighties, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Sixteen Candles, that kind of stuff. So, man, I love. Home Alone too, and these are definitely staples on the rotation during the holidays. You got your Home Alone. 
You got your Home Alone 2. You got your Christmas Carol. You got your... Um, Christmas Carol 2. Or excuse me. You got Christmas Story. Sorry. Christmas Story. Christmas Story 2. Christmas... Shut up. Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. <laughs> Did you see... Hey, I saw something on TV the other day. Did you see they're making another Christmas story? They already did. Where Ralphie is uh, an adult living in the same house. No, it's brand new. It's okay. not out yet. Okay, but they already did. Uh, they did Christmas Story too. I understand that and had different people. They're doing a new thing, and the actor that played Ralphie is actually is actually in the a story father again. living in the house that was filmed yeah, in the. Knowing first you, one. you're not going to watch it. Oh, I'm going to watch it. You're not going to watch it because I believe it comes out the same day as another movie, and we're going to double feature that shit. Oh shoot. Right, you know, since you mentioned, and if it is, if I walk, I'm gonna give a hey, get on our TikTok, hey. guys. Big Talk CG dot podcast on TikTok. I will definitely get on there and tell you what I think of this movie when it comes out. I think it's the 17th of November. Okay. I don't know. You get on there too, man. Let her know what's up, Greggy. Right, right. Since look you brought, at Greggy looking all sexy right since now. Since you brought up Joe Pesci, what other movie was he in in 1992? I'll tell you, Chris. Do you want to tell me, or do you want me to guess? Guess. Or do you want me to build it up? No, no. Guess. Do you know I already, I already know, right? I know. Um, this movie was one of another surprise hits of 1992. Garnered a Best Supporting Actress Award for Marissa Tomei. For be- uh, oh, shoot. I was thinking of something else, but go, go with oh, what you're Oh, you're thinking about something else? Th- go, go with what you're doing, because <laughs> I like it first. Then I'll bring this up. I'll bring oh, this up, wow, too. Oh, wow, dude. Go ahead, go. I'm talking about my cousin, cousin Vinny. Vinny. This, this, go ahead, dude. This is a great, fun, out of left field movie. It was funny, killer, and has some, our buddy Ralph Macho from the Karate Kid. We yes. love you. But I think he, he took a step away from acting and kind of, for some reason, j- jump back in this. You're right. My cousin Vinny, totally funny. Um, Marissa Tomei, um, uh, um, Joe Pesci, totally. F- My favorite thing on this movie was the court scene, you know, yeah. towards the end when he just, you know, they're grilling Marissa Tomei. She kind of says a mechanic and she grew up with, as a mechanic's daughter and yeah, she can oil change and do these and trannies and all sorts of stuff, but she knew how to answer, you know, the, the courtroom and it was funny. Yeah, it was dude. good. They did, they both did really this good. On this movie night. is, dare I say, and use the word great. Yes. This is a great movie. It, if you're okay with a couple of fucks and shits and whatever, it's a great family movie. The, 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 the dialogue and the interaction with Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei is the best that you will ever see in a movie dude totally. it is so good she won the academy award this movie is so good the story is so good it's a feel good movie i can't say enough about it dude. i love this movie dude and and this is the same thing with a league of their own i don't care if it's about to end cuz it's so good even to the end joe pesci's character dude hilarious you guys got, if you have not seen my cousin vinny Go ahead. Where have you been? Go. Where have you been? And two, pause the podcast. Go, Go watch, watch it. it. We'll wait. Pause it right now. One, two, three. Pause. We told you that was a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> we told you. Totally good. Man, totally that, good. Yeah, this that. movie is so good. I, I, I can. I could watch it. I, I just love it, dude. It's great, dude. It's, it's, it was like you said. It was an out of left field hit. Um, damn, it's good. It's really good. Can't say enough. Okay. We're still on Joe Pesci, right? Yeah. Okay. You didn't say, and I thought you were going to say, Lethal Weapon <laughs> 3. Go. Dude. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Joe Pesci. And Joe Pesci. Lethal Weapon Was three. he the man in 1992? Hey, man. The only thing I remember about this movie is, is he, do you remember his rant he gives about going to the drive-thru? They fuck you in the drive-thru. <laughs> Yeah, I fuck you. You get your meal. You're halfway down the block, and then you check your bag. They fuck you. The drive through. Like that's a, I remember that about this movie, dude. That's it. <laughs> I can't even talk now. That's so good. I was gonna say that. Also, already he had his blonde hair. Yeah. Or he's man. also like, do I get a gun? Do I get a gun? Yeah, he always wants a gun. The no. whole movie, he wants a gun. 
That was it, yeah. Dude, he was the great, man. dude. Oh, Maybe God. Joe Pesci is the actor of 92. I don't know. Maybe he should have gotten some award. The... He should have got an MTV award. Yeah. Best actor in 92. Let's go back in Who time, knows? man. Who knows? Who knows? All right. I, oh, man. This, yeah, this movie was so good. I mean, it's just a just a continuation of, you know, the Lethal Weapons. They're all pretty good. I think four was... I think they did five of them, but I think this was probably the last, like, really good one. Then four, they kind of starts reaching and stretching. But I think I like a one through three. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm not going to lie either, man. That was pretty good, too. Or, um, you know, another movie I'll bring up just to uh, bring it up from the drama area, Chris? Basic Instinct. Come on, Michael Douglas. Sharon Stone. Basic Instinct. Yeah, Sexy dude. as fucking hell, man. Sharon Stone. Yeah. A young Sharon Stone. All right. Yeah. Young Sharon Stone. Sexy as hell. Looks good. This was definitely the sexy movie. This was one of the... Dude, did they, did they wrap this in a brown wrapper? Like, I remember a lot... This was the kind of like in the 90s when they were wrapping a lot of things were overtly sexual. Like, you know, the Madonna video, the Madonna book, all this stuff. It only can be sold in a brown wrapper. Was this one of those things? I mean, this movie I, was one of those like... You may have seen side penis. You may have seen some side nip. I don't know. I don't remember, but I'm gonna agree with you on there Dude, wrapping things up or or had a explicit sticker on the counter yeah. kind of stuff. Dude, this movie is very sexual. Yeah, it's basic. It's basic instinct. What's your basic instinct? Yeah, it's, I agree I mean, with you on that, man. It was good. It was. It was good. It was good thriller. Uh, yeah, on that kind of stuff, man. So you know, actually, as much fun as we make about it, it's actually a pretty good movie, and uh, the story's actually pretty good. And uh, you guys should check it out. It's, you know, I, as far as I know, that's Sharon Stone's coming out party. She may have been in one or two things before this, but this is definitely one of the big movies. And Michael Douglas, you know, he <laughs> Michael Douglas makes me laugh because these are, he did a couple of these kind of movies where it was the hard. He did this one. What was the other one he did? Um, with Glenn Close. The 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 uh, yeah I can't the, think of it right uh, now. Slasher but... kind of thing. God, I, why can't I remember, dude? Yeah, I'm not. I'm oh not, my god, I'm not, I'm not thinking of it right now. What did he do? This was one of the best movies of that year, dude. The one that scared all the men. Right? Don't why cheat. Don't I, cheat. Why can't I think of the name of it? It was dangerous something. Um, dangerous something. Dangerous something. Um, Greg, go look it up. Look it up while I talk. All right, I'll fill in time. I'll stall. Um, yeah, man, the, the, Michael Douglas did a couple of movies like this. Uh, he did this Fatal Attraction. Oh my God, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Jesus, I'm, when you say that, I check to make sure my balls are still there. Right. Dude. <laughs> we clinched. We tightened up. Jesus. <laughs> uh, great movie. Fatal. Uh, excuse me. Basic Instinct. Love it. Love it. Love it. Let's talk about a movie right now that really resurrected one of our favorite bands' career. Gave them. I'm going to have to look to see how high this chart hit. But let's talk about this movie, Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's, Wayne's World, World really good. The first one. Okay. Amazing, great movie. They took a skit from Saturday Night Live, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, and brought it to the big screen. And man, it translated well. It did well. This movie's hilarious, and the song I'm talking about is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Yes. It recharted. It definitely was in the top 10 again. Yeah. Man. Wow. Yeah. Love it. I mean, come on. Rob Lowe was in there. Tia Carrera was there looking sexy as hell. It was It was good, man. It was It was good, fun stuff, man. It, it did, you know. Alice Mike, Cooper. Yeah, Alice Cooper. There you go. Uh, you know, it took Mike Myers and showed him, what him and, and, and Dana could do. And elevated a hundred times, man. They go. They really, really made some bank off this, man. And and their names are oh yeah, there and stuff dude. Like that. I mean, good stuff, Chris. I really like that, man. You know, another movie I'll bring up. Uh, Reservoir well, hold Dogs. On, hold on hold a second. On. Right. Hold on a second. All right. I was gonna say. One. Remember in the um, they had the car. Remember they had a little licorice thing at the top. Yes, that their was cool. Their pacer, uh-huh. the little licorice dispenser, and the little slicer on it. Man, that was cool. That was it. All right. That was fun. I like it. But Bohemian Rhapsody really did, like you said really took another back on the charts and everybody loved him. Everybody want to hear Queen again. Totally good. I totally love it. I'm glad Queen got the uh, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. 
Mamma Mia, let me go. Oh, Chris singing. I like it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, like I mentioned before, Reservoir Dogs was another one that came out. This is the Quentin first Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Um, and it just, you know, it was a sleeper hit. This wasn't a movie that came out and just made tons of money. Everybody didn't know who Quentin Tarantino was at the time, um, but he writes superb screenplays. You know, totally good characters. He's one of those guys that totally gets into his soundtrack. His soundtrack was amazing. If you don't, any of his movies always have a killer soundtrack that are just bringing songs from the past and bringing them forward. You know, Quentin Tartino, Harvey Keitel, Michael Manson, and Tim Roth. These guys just made an unbelievably fun crime drama. You know, uh, blood and guts and shooting cops, robbers. You know, movie. It was really good, but you know, I didn't find this out till later. Like, I don't, I, I don't remember going back and 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 finding this movie. But when it came out, I didn't, I didn't. I know don't think it anybody did. And this movie, I think that a lot of people that have found it and its greatness went back to have to find it. Yeah, dude. Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, Chris Penn, Steve Buscemi. Uh, Michael Madsen, Quentin Tarantino also starring in it. He also plays a role. Man, this movie is great. You know, they do a heist and then shit just goes wrong. Yeah. The, the fav- my favorite scene in this whole movie is when they're at the diner at the beginning. Right. And they're saying, you're Mr. Pink, you're blue, and everybody wants to be Mr. Black. <laughs> everybody wants to be Mr. Black. What are you guys doing? Dude, this movie is great, dude. You guys have to watch it. Reservoir Dogs. Stick with it. It's a great movie, dude. I, I love it, man. I, I, I haven't seen it in maybe a year or two, but, man, I know how good it is. All right. Yeah. Another movie you want to bring up, or you want me to bring something up? Um, You know what? Why don't you call it? Batman Returns. Dun, dun, Michael dun. Keaton. Was it Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, yeah, dude. Tim this, this This movie, in some people's opinion, is better than the first one. Michael Keaton did the first Batman. This was the second one. Jack and Nicholson did the Joker in the first one. Um, wow. Tim Burton doing his the greatest that he does, his dark cinematic imagery. Mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, sorry. Michelle Pfeiffer looking, as Greg would say, sexy as hell. <laughs> She's a sexy cat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Danny DeVito, he's not a sexy penguin. Uh, yeah. This movie was definitely um, the highlight, one of the highlights of 1992. Surpri- I was surprised. I thought it was going to be garbage, uh, but it was the opposite. It was. I thought it was really good. It was entertaining. The acting's great. The writing's great. The cinematography was really good. Uh, they kept it in that dark place. Michael Keaton reprising his roles. Batman did a really good job. Uh and then Batman's story basically went downhill from there until uh, Christian Bale saved it. But that's all I got to say. Good. I mean, I-, I liked it too, Chris. I thought it was good. You you said everything I wanted to say about it, so that was good, man. So bring up the next movie because I got a few more. Then we'll move on to television. Oh, yes. Huh. I don't, know. I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently white men can't jump. <laughs> Love it. This was a little, you know, Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes, Snipes, you know, a couple of basketball court hustlers. This was actually a little, we've said it a couple of times, but this was another sleeper hit. Yeah. No one thought it was going to do anything, but it was, this is a funny movie. Before Wesley Snipes got blackballed from Hollywood for whatever reason, you know, Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, just their chemistry was really good. Yeah, totally, screen. man. Really good. Um, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Is this a Spike Lee? Is it? Yeah. No, is no. it? Da, 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 da. I'm looking. No, it isn't. No, it's not. But, man, this movie, Rosie Perez plays Woody Harrelson's girlfriend. She's annoying as hell, as she usually is. But, man, these guys, when they're on the screen together, it's really good. Their interactions with each other. They're basically basketball hustlers um, on the street courts of New York or whatever. But when they're on the screen together, their interactions, the acting is really good. Um, I just can't say enough about that. I mean, 
if the story's thin or whatever, but man, they're really good together. Wesley Snipes. Oh, movie. totally good, man. Totally good. You know, one movie I'm going to bring up, Chris, which was a little um, out there and different and also had to pick up steam was American Me. Edwards oh, James yeah. Omos. Um, you know, this was uh, gang life in the tough streets of L.A. or East L.A. Um, it was a pretty dark, you know, grim story of gang life and prison and all this other stuff. I mean, it was good, though. I mean, it, it, it was a long movie, it, you know, but it told the story of, you know, stuff happening when you're a kid. And yeah. Going into prison and coming out of prison and doing stuff and living and family life and you know love life and all this kinds of stuff and being a gang member and and so you know maybe it wasn't super one thousand percent accurate but it did tell a good story and it was very popular and, and probably was a sleeper hit and you know when these people like people want to talk about it still today and if oh it's a good movie blah blah blah. Still out there, man. So I wanted to bring that up because I do remember that movie back in the 90s and 92 uh, being good and seeing it in theaters and thinking, damn, this is, this is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, dude, I agree with you. Um, and I don't want to offend anybody, so I don't know proper terms. But with and I, so I'm not trying to be offensive by anything. I say in the Latin community, I think this is a very important movie. I think it really shows um, how the American... Um, judicial and jail system has definitely especially in la has targeted the latin community and how they've had a battle for a long time to kind of be seen as an equal because this movie shows that the you know minorities in this country just aren't seen as equal to white people i'm white you're mexican right yeah and this movie shows and shows again and again and again how not only they have the battle against white people they have a battle against each other I think this is a yeah. really realistic movie. It may not be real to everybody's story, but everybody can see elements in this movie that are realistic. And I think it's really important. I think anybody that appreciates cinema needs to watch this movie. I think anybody that lives in LA needs to watch this movie. It is really good. It'll open your eyes and it'll make you think about, I mean, other human beings and how you perceive the people around you. I mean, it really does. It, it, this is a great movie. I, Edward James almost. I mean, come on. One of the, probably the grass, the best Latino actor ever. Wow, Chris. I love him. That was dude. well said. Edward. That was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you that, man. That was well said. I, I'm, I'm going to stand up for this, man. I love Edward good. James. Good. I loved it, man. That Although was good. Although I... I think his best role was in Stand and Deliver. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his best role he did. We'll talk about that at some other time. This yeah, is, this is This was really good, this but his best good. role was Stand and Deliver. Yeah. I love this one. All right. This is great. Uh, another movie. Um, Let's go. Uh, we'll bring up a few more movies, then we're going to move on to television, guys. Uh, another, towards our end, uh, list of what we're talking about was I want to talk about two quick movies, Chris, and then I'll have one more yeah, last one. Yeah, you're going to talk about two or three, but I got one or two. So let's see if they match up. Let's go, baby. All right. Uh, I want to talk about Dracula. Let's go. And then Candyman, which are both in the horror genre this okay. year. Um, Gary Oldman. We're still close. Rayona Ryder. Check this out, man. Uh, your buddy Keanu Reeves uh, was in it. His first stringer. Anthony Hopkins. And then it was done by Francis Ford Coppola. You know, I thought that they, they built this up as being a cinematic, dark version of Dracula. There have been thousands and thousands of movies of Dracula. This, I thought, was fun. It was good. Um, it was kind of long, and it some some a story had to be told, and that's what it was. So I thought it was I, good. I I I did see this movie, and I I didn't. I don't feel the same way. Okay. Um, I see how it's it's a good movie. I just dude, it was too long, dude. I just couldn't do it. It didn't hold me. Okay. It didn't hold me. I was really excited to see it, and then I would say three quarters of the way, I was like, come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's get I to just, some killing. Yeah, let's, let's get to some blood. Let's, let's get it, to this. Yeah, let's get to the end of the movie. Come on, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Another fun movie which I mentioned was Candyman. Oh, now this God. was a different uh, story. Um, now this time it was, um, you know, Clive Barker did a different version of Candyman, which is you know, uh, on the poster. I remember it said, "We dare you to say his name." Five. Was it five times or three times? 
I have five. Okay. I think Bloody Mary's three. Okay. All right. Don't say Candyman five times. And there have been a few movies. There was even a reboot a few years ago. They did a part two. So it, it, it took its, you know, its toll, but still fun movie. Loved it. Good characters. Slasher type movies, Slasher dude. type movie, it's yeah. It's not those, and I'm going to say it once, I'll say it again. I don't like the jump out, see how, I want slasher movies. Yeah. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Candyman. I like that kind of shit. I just don't like the other ones, dude. And yes, I will go to the bathroom four times if I have to. There you go. I'm getting some popcorn again. You know, you brought up those movies. There's just there's some movies that we have to at least touch on, at least mention All right, before we ahead. move on. We don't have to talk a lot about them. Aladdin from Disney, the animated one. I think it was a top grossing movie of the year. Robin Williams was the genie. It had like a big hit, a whole new world. Boom, we talked about it. You know a movie I really want to talk about? Scent of a Woman. Yes, Al Pacino, Al Pacino won the Academy Award for Best Actor. Chris O'Donnell, great uh, co- dude. This, dude, this is another great movie. Yeah, uh, I, I, it that it, was a good movie, dude. It's, it's not necessarily a slow burn. It just, it just, it slowly just goes like this. Just yeah. slowly works through the movie. It's like a, you know. Hour fifty, two hour, two hour, ten movie, but man, it, it that told it a is a good great movie. story, dude. It's really good. Hoo-ah. Yeah, that Hoo-ah. told a good story. Al Pacino, man, he it, he I plays mean, a blind man. He used lawyer. To, I think blind. He used to be in the military. I think. Yeah, I think so. And uh, Chris O'Donnell's from the school. And he's volunteering to 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 watch him for like the weekend. And man, dude, Al Pacino, dude, he out <laughs> of. <laughs> What are you gonna say, dude? Plays the blind, you know, guy, and he wins the Academy Award, dude. He's driving a car in this movie, guys. <laughs> the blind guy's driving a car. Jesus, Christ. a Ferrari. That was a good. That was a good scene, bro. That's that I yeah. love it. Um, another movie I want to mention, uh, Malcolm X. Go okay, good. Malcolm X. This is a cool. Spike Lee movie. Denzel Washington. Um, the this is for me when I really noticed uh, Denzel as an actor. Um, one of my favorite Spike Lee movies. He can be a little too much sometimes, but I think he really hit it, the nail on the head with this one. It's really long. Yeah. Um, stick with it. It's a really good movie. I love it. It's, it's a great movie. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but man, I think it's a great story. I think everybody, I think it should be shown in schools. It's great, dude. I don't think people talk about Malcolm X enough. We all talk about Martin Luther King. Great man. Did amazing things for everybody in every community. But I just think that Malcolm X needs to deserve a little more credit than he's gotten because he's gotten basically none. Wow. And I think that he really uh, helped, especially the black community in America. The way you feel about him, it doesn't matter. I think he really helped people. Um, let's talk about another movie. Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Saved by the Bell did Hawaiian-style movie. Um, this is Wait a minute, wait a minute. Was that released in the theaters? No, dude. It was released on television. So wait till we get to television and you Hold can up, bring that bro. movie up. Hold, uh, It might have been in the theaters, bro. Don't bro me. Don't bro me. God, Saved by the Bell, Hawaiian to, years. I tried to sneak it Isn't in this there. when Zach and Kelly got married on the beach? Yes, damn it. And Screech messed it up because he lost the rings on the beach? All right. So let me talk about two more movies that actually came out in theaters. One, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Good Rebecca one. Dorme. Good one. De Mornay. This is a great movie where a... Lady that is the uh, widow of a doctor, I believe, killed himself because he got a, uh, convicted of sexually uh, assaulting his. <laughs> he was a gynecologist, <laughs> and she basically became the nanny for the woman that got him convicted. And they find out later who it is, and it's a great movie, dude. It's got a great twist, and of course, what conversation about 1992 movies would be. Incomplete without talking about Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. No. Eastwood oh, yeah. Academy Award. Best Picture. Clint Eastwood. Best Director. Gene Hackman. Best um, supporting, uh, supporting Actor. This movie is great. It is a classic Western done 1992 style. Well, you, 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 you didn't great. talk about Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's oh, in that yeah, too. Oh, yeah. Morgan bro. Freeman, dude. You, listen to me, guys. You got Clint Eastwood. You got Gene Hackman. You got Morgan Freeman. And then you got Richard Harris in there also? Is that the, Richard the, Harris. Yeah. And then you got Clint Eastwood directing it. That's a good one. 
That's a good one, Chris. Yeah. I got Before a, he went crazy. Did you see that last movie he did? No. Where he tried to, it's called like the, where he was smuggling. What was it called? The, oh, yeah. No, I didn't see it, but. <laughs> the mole or what do they call yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. I think that's what it was. No, what do they call it when people smuggle stuff over and cross the border? I think it was called the mole or No, it wasn't something. the mole. The molar? He wasn't a dentist. No, what no. was it called? Don't know. But man, dude, he just looks like. He that was good. It. I'll have to sit. That the the Unforgiven was really good yeah, on that one. That that is a great movie. All right, last movie I'm gonna bring up for 1992, which I really loved back in the day. A movie called Singles, which Matt Dillon, Bridget Fonda, uh, Campbell Scott, Cameron Crowe directed it, written it, probably produced it, did many things. Great soundtrack. Uh, great. I want to say talked about the single life in Seattle. Uh, there was a lot of great bands that came out of that. I mean, Gratulator bands that were in the movie itself. Guys from Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains was in it. Um, it was just, to me, living in L.A., it gave a glimpse of what was going on in Seattle single life. I just had to say it that way. Loved it. My wife loves it. It's great. What more can I say? Hey, nothing more to be said. Yeah. Let's move on. All right. Let's, Let's move on. Move. To, are we moving on to television? We're moving on to television. All right. Moving on to television. What happened guys? to TV? You know, we're going to move on. We're going to do some TV, some events here. And you know, cool. a lot of stuff happened, man. A lot of stuff happened. Did you know? So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to just kind of just go through. And I got my list done in chronological order. What's your list done in? You go first. There's no chronological All right. Here we go. I got so you know me. I just throw it together and see what sticks at the wall. All right, dude. So, on January 26th, CBS's halftime show telecast from the Super Bowl, um, Fox did a live version of In Living Color. Oh. Which is one of my favorite shows, dude. All right. That's where Drew Carey came from. A lot of people, Drew Carey, um, uh, Marlon Wayans, Damon Wayans, all the Wayans. uh, That's, you know, I love it, dude. Yeah. It's kind of a cool thing because... You know, not everybody's down with the Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, if you've seen it in person, <laughs> like I have. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is great. I love it, dude. Uh, cool. In Living Color, uh, one of my favorite shows yeah, of all Yeah, definitely time. fun. Definitely fun. What else have we got um, February 29th, the uh, NBC did a uh, crossover event where Golden Girls, Empty Nest, and Nurses all held the same storyline. On all three shows. This is one of those first times, you know, they've done this shit with like ER or they do the cop fire, you know, FBI or the CSI thing where it's one story over episodes. But this is one of the first times, you know, that it really happened. What, Blanche fainted and, you know, trying to make out with some dude, a younger man and nurses or what? Maybe. I don't know. Could have happened. April 4th, man. This is this is this is big time right here. Wrestling news, dude. Oh, cool. Um, World Championship Wrestling. Saturday afternoon, early evening, World Championship Wrestling Program. That, is, is that WCW? Yeah, it's renamed WCW. <laughs> Saturday night, in the main event, Steve Austin, before he was stone cold, beat the Z-Man in a two out of three falls match for the world television title. Nice. Um, April 6th, Barney debuts. All right, man. You that purple me. Dun, dun, dun. That purple dinosaur? Yeah, that All son right. of a bitch. Um, April 25th, ABC broadcast the series finales of Who's the Boss, Growing Pains, and MacGyver. Damn. All in one day. All in one, one night? One night. Damn. Did you hear? Wait, who were the, the shows again? Who's the Boss? Who's the Boss? Which had Tony Danza, yeah, Tony Danza. and Alyssa Milano. I was in love with her, dude, back in right. the day. Who was dude. it? Who was it? Uh, what? In love with Melissa Bono. I was. I know. I'm saying I was too, damn okay, it. Okay, who wasn't? Okay. Um, Growing Pains. All right, Growing Pains. Uh, and MacGyver. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know if you know, they're going to try to bring back who, Who's the Boss for the all original members. What? Yeah. Yeah. Hulu. They're doing it. For what? Ten episodes. What do you mean? Like, Who's the Boss today? You know, kind of like what where for? they... But what's the premise of that? Who a... cares, man? They're bringing back Who's the Boss? <laughs> it's <Whoa>. Tony. No. <laughs> Tony. Uh, then, Tony five days later, Cosby Show series finale on NBC. Damn. Dude. It was about time, dude. I think that time... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here we got one. Up. Here's a little event for you. You know, 
Dan Quayle at this time was the vice president. Okay. And uh, he was at a Commonwealth Club in San Francisco, and he said during his speech, he was, you know, TV-related, criticizing Murphy Brown. Ooh. Saying that she was, quote, mocking the importance of fathers by bearing a child alone. Like, she couldn't do it? Really? I mean, that's basically what he's saying is like, uh uh-huh, are you saying, yeah, well, fathers are important, but, you know, if a woman wants to do it on her own, let her do it on her own. Correct. Dan Quayle, God, what a leader. <laughs> uh, May 22nd, Johnny Carson hosts his last night at Tonight Show. Damn, how long did he do that for? 30 years, 66 years old. And then yeah. over the weekend, on the 25th, Jay Leno debuts at the host. Um, here we go. This one I, I remember watching. Uh, Bill Clinton, running for president, went on Arsenio Hall to play the saxophone with his house band on the Arsenio Hall show. I All remember, right, cool. Yeah, I remember that, too. I remember watching that being like... That was very popular. And I remember like... That who is that? Oh, is that Bill Clinton? I like did you didn't think it was gonna be him, but it was. And yeah, I remember that too. To me, as a young person, I was still in high school. I couldn't vote yet, but to me, I was like, that sealed it. I was like, wow, yeah, he's he's our next president. Like to me, that's the way I saw it. And obviously, I was right. Um, June tenth, the first ever MTV Movie Awards is broadcast. Wow. That's cool. I mean, it, it had a good long. I think after what five or six years, it got a really good. Like people were like, "Oh, this is so cool!" They made a big production out of it, and then it kind of fell off the face of the earth. You know, like they do it. I think they still do it today, but it's not as magical as it it's was. Probably in the online 90s. or something. Probably. Here we go. We're moving to August, dude. We're summertime, dude. Ron Simmons. Oh, the wrestler. Nice. On August 16th, he beat Big Van Vader to become the first recognized black world champion in professional wrestling That's history. Nice. What federation? WCW. WCW. Ah. Ron nice. Simmons, dude. I love it, dude. Love, love, love it. Um, he was... I like him better as a singles wrestler than with the Acolytes. A lot of people will say Acolytes are one of the best tag teams. It was fun. You know what? They had a good gi- they had a good gimmick at the time, and it was good. Here we go. A couple of weeks later, they had SummerSlam in Britain, uh, and that's where the British Bulldog be- beat uh, Bret Hart. Nice. Oh my god! I remember that one? Totally remember the crowd that. Crowd yeah. lost their shit. Like that's the way you got to do it. And obviously, Hart went on. He dropped the title because he was destined for better things. I mean, yeah. Bret Hart, my favorite wrestler. Um, greatness. Just, man, amazing, amazing. Damn. That, that SummerSlam, you got to watch it. You got to back just to watch that match. Right. The crowd lose their shit. And it's a good, really good match, actually. It's probably the best match British Bulldog ever had because he was wrestling Bret Hart. And Bret Hart right? that was totally good. Totally that good. good. Bret Hart makes everybody look good. Yeah. Uh, September 2nd, dude. Clash of the Champions 20, bro. Um, uh, it was uh, the final TV appearance of Andre the Giant. He died a couple months later. Uh, you know, then they had an eight-man tag team uh, main event with Rick Rude, Jake Roberts, Super Invader, Big Van Vader, Sting, Nikita Koloff, and the Steiner Brothers. But, man, that was basically, cool. you know, was one of the last TV appearances, the last TV appearance of Andre, you know. Nice. Died. Okay. Um... September 12th, dude. This is big for me because I'm a kid from the 80s. September 12th, NBC is the first network to cancel Saturday morning cartoons in favor of four shows, Saved by the Bell, California Dreams, NBA Inside Stuff, and Name Your Adventure. California Dreams and Saved by the Bell kicked ass. They were great shows, I love those shows, dude. Those were good shows. I remember watching that, man. All right. Uh, I was older too. So if you want to flip, if you want to flip over, you guys, you can go to CBS or ABC. But man, I remember the the yeah, dude, those shows. Yeah, it was dude. it was fun. I like your young teen looking at them. California dream. Yeah. It's all right because Chris is saved by the bell. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. Uh, cool. Se- September twenty fourth, Sci Fi Channel debuts with a oh no way with a broadcast of the movie Star Wars. Wow. Yeah, dude. There's some cool stuff going on in 92, bro. Hey, did you know that Cartoon Network debuted on October 1st? 
No, I didn't know that. Yeah, the Merry Melody Short and uh, Rhapsody Rabbit were the first cartoons to be broadcast on the network. That's totally cool. Yep. Uh, October 3rd. Everybody remembers this. Sinead O'Connor on Saturday Night Live, ah. where she rips the picture of ah. John Pope. Yeah, the Pope. Remember that? John Paul, yeah. yeah. That was controversial. I still don't know why she did that. I don't get it. Do you? I don't know why she did it, but it was kind of like a statement to the Catholic religion. That's all. You know, I, okay. I'm not going to conform. Um, I'm not going to listen to your rules. Artist. Artist making art. How about that, Chris? Artist go. making art. We'll leave it at that. Uh, November 1st, Texas billionaire Ross Perot acquires blocks of TV time for his presidential campaign. Because, you know, he rent into the ca- yeah. president. So he bought a bunch of TV time. Uh, November 14th, Nickelodeon. First, uh, Kids' Choice Awards Live, which is still running. I think it's still on where the kid, everybody gets slimed and stuff like yeah. that. Um, November 18th, I just got a couple more things here. Uh, November 18th, Seinfeld episode of The Contest uh, broadcast on NBC, and it won an Emmy. Nice. Actually, for All you right. know the best uh, uh, number one episode. It was also named as the number one episode all time by TV Guide. Do you remember what season that was? Is uh, I don't know. Probably two. Okay. Maybe three, but I think two. I've never seen it, but I'll, I'll take a look You've at it. You've never seen that episode? No. You don't watch Seinfeld? Not religiously. Oh, my God. An episode of Captain Planet of the Planeteers, uh, titled <laughs> A Formula for Hate, becomes Ooh. the first episode in an American children's animated series to directly deal with the HIV-AIDS pandemic. Wow. I love that shit. I love it when people... Unconventional ways, cartoons, whatever, is to just inform people about, hey, this is what's going on. As long as you're not telling people like stupid shit, like if you touch someone with age, you're going to, you know what I mean? It's like, let's deal with this realistically. And I think people don't think kids are as smart as they really are and they can see through that bullshit. You know, I do remember that um, happening, Chris, but I was thinking, you know what? Uh, AIDS was so, I want to say, new at the you know, out there and was a lot of information, people still give wrong information and say it. Oh, I have AIDS. Oh, you touch me. Oh, I have AIDS too. I'm going to die. Blah, 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 blah. It's, there's so much misconception out there of people just giving wrong information and then people believing the wrong information. And that's what sucks. Even Mm -hmm. today, Mm -hmm. how there's wrong information about COVID, do this, do that, do this. You know, there's still people out there with, Masks and gloves and, you know, don't don't touch my stuff things and you don't look at me and you're going to give me COVID type of look. It's, you know, it's all. I'm going to wear a mask in my car by myself alone uh, with the windows I, down. I, I, I always shake my head whenever I see one of those people out there, man. Let's move on, man, because you're bringing me down. Do you want to talk about TV debuts? Sure. Bring it to me. I got some stuff that debuted. What happened? Uh, Dennis Miller show. Remember the Dennis Miller show? He did a little talk um, show for. It only lasted a week, like like seven months. <laughs> All right, cool. It was done. Um, MTV Sports. Remember that with Dan Cortez? MTV Sports. I, I got you. Ju, ju, ju. It was all I like remember that. Dan Cortez. I don't remember the sports. I guess Dude. definitely not memorable, right? Um, Real World, which is a big deal because that was kind of the okay. first reality yeah, show on uh, stuff cool. May twenty first. So uh, uh, Real World. Um, the grind on MTV, Def Comedy okay. Jam. All right, that's I a bit, that. that's big because a lot of comedians have mm-hmm. gotten their start in Def Comedy Jam on HBO July first, two thousand uh, nineteen ninety two. Merrill's Place, July eighth. The remember uh, the Larry Sanders show on HBO with Gary Shandling? Yes, I do. Yeah, dude, that show de- that debuted on August fifteenth, dude. That was a really good show. It, you know, a lot of characters kind of just showed how he lived his life. You know, he was a talk, you know, fictional talk show host and stuff. It was that was a really good show. Um, August twenty seventh, two shows debuted: Martin and the Martin Hi- and the Heights. Martin, remember the Heights? Heights, Heights. Was it how a take- do you talk to, to an angel? angel? Yeah, that was a takeoff. Was it Melrose Place or was it? Um, nine hundred two one zero. I think nine hundred two one zero was a takeoff. That one. Maybe nine hundred two one zero. Damn, I do remember that. Yeah, that song was a hit. By the way, that day we talked about earlier, where they did the cartoons. Yeah, that was the debut of California Dreams. Cool. Also, uh, Golden Girls. Remember we said their show got canceled. 
They actually debuted with the Golden Palace, which was a spinoff on the September 18th. Remember that show where they bought a hotel? No? No, I don't. Oh, okay. No, well, I don't. You go check it out. Uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper debuted right. on the September 22nd. Ben, All right. Miller, ben Miller show or Ben Stiller show. Okay. You guys know Ben Stiller, obviously a big time actor now, but yeah, yeah he had his own show. Janine Garoppolo. Uh, uh, what's his name that plays um, uh, uh, Better Call Saul was actually. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. On that show. Uh, um, that what's actor? his name? Bob Odenkirk. Nice. He was on that show. Great for him. Uh, the car, the animated X-Men debuted on October 31st, Halloween. <laughs> uh, Growing Pains. Oh, yeah. that These are... No, now I got a list of TV shows that ended. Okay, yeah. Give me some ends. Uh, in 92, TV shows that ended. Growing Pains. Who's the boss? Cosby Show. MacGyver, obviously. Johnny Carson Tonight Show. Night Court. When it ended, it was it was about to end. I mean, they, yep. I think they changed some of the main characters. And Club MTV. It ended? Oh, okay, good. Here's one for you. Saturday night's main event. Damn. That was in uh, November 5th. I'm bringing it back. I'm calling Hunter. And then, the remember we talked about the show The Heights? Yes. Yeah, its last episode was on the 26th of November. It <laughs> lasted like seven eight episodes. episodes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> How do you talk to an angel? <laughs> We're taking this on the road. How do you catch a falling star? How do you stop from getting canceled? You can't. You have a hit song on the radio. <laughs> We're going to reboot it with the country theme. You got canceled. Now you're the lows. <laughs> I can't even think of something. I like reruns, and you can rerun all the time. <laughs> this song. Was... <laughs> I'm done, dude. How do you joke on the big talk podcast? I'm Christy done. Gray. I'm done. I'm done. Our singers. We're the best there is, we're the best there was, we're the best there ever will be. We all. <laughs> I thought you said you were done and you're singing some more. Oh my God, dude. Um, all right, what else what do you, you want to talk about? Do you got anything you want to talk about? Yeah, you know what? You didn't bring up The Simpsons. What about them? I don't know, man. They, weren't they like the top show in oh, I'm sure. 92? Yeah. Season 100 by then or something? 1,000. Yeah. Um, one show you didn't bring up, which I did love at the time, Batman, the animated series. I did. Which very, very, very I saw very it, good but Warner I skipped Brothers. over. You know what, Chris? There was a lot, there was a lot of good animation. Warner Brothers does a really good job of animation. And this was one of those series that, man, they had some steam and they took it. They didn't rip it straight from the comic books and put it in, in their series. They kind of changed a few things they even added characters i think sometime they even added a harley quinn which was a character everybody loves today and it was ripped from the animated series the birth of that from her there um another fun show i remember um the young indiana indiana jones oh yeah show. Yep. Um, i don't think i think it lasted a season or two yeah but it was still fun seeing young indy you know kind of going from there um and the last one um i remember fun Loving it. I remember love. Uh, enjoying it. Blossom. That was a fun show, too. And Joey Lawrence. <laughs> whoa. 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 Right? That's what I remember. Hey, Joey. Hello. Whoa. Joey, Joey Lawrence is fifth string. 1992, Joey Lawrence is fifth string. <sighs> I can't remember. How do you talk to Joey Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> How do you talk to a Blossom? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. How do you get put into syndication? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. All right. Some pop picture. Any Anything. Uh, what yeah, else we happen? I got some events, dude, right here. I got some events. Um, I just got a quick s some stuff. All right. Cool. January 7th, AT&T released its first video telephone. Retailing. 
for one thousand four hundred and ninety nine dollars. No more, no more brick. Phones? None. Did they had a little you get a little video on it, dude? Jesus. Oh shit, dude! January thirteenth. This goes on. If you guys want to go back, listen to our Halloween episode, January thirteenth. Jeffrey Dahmer, American serial killer, pleads guilty, but insane. Damn. How do you talk to Jeffrey Dahmer? I don't know. You man. don't? Yeah, you <laughs> don't, man. <laughs> With a 15 year old boy? I don't know, man. You're, you're messing me up, Chris. Uh, here's something that I don't think a lot of people know about. And I have um, one really good friend that is okay. Korean. And so I know a little bit about this. Uh, January 30th, Japan formally apologized for forcing Korean women into sexual slavery during the Second World War. Damn. There's a beef between Japan and Korea, dude. That's I have a deep. really good friend that's from South Korea that that that's you know, you know I work with, and and he's told me you know yeah, Japan and Korea don't get along. That does not to go along with that. Um, Redskins won the Super Bowl. Oh, here we go. Ty, uh, January twenty seventh, Mike Tyson goes on trial for rape, found guilty. Um, that was, that was his wife, right? No, he. It was, was a girl. Um, uh, God, what was her name? I'll find it right here. Um, Desiree Washington. Wow. Okay. Um, on the tenth, he was convict. Uh, he went on trial. Um, on the tenth, he was convicted, and then on the March twenty sixth, he uh, sentenced to ten years. I think he only served like four or something like that. Um, the sixteenth, Jeffrey Dahmer is found sane. And convicted guilty of killing 15 boys. Wow. Um, is it boys or men? I, I mean, boys. I, I want to say they were mostly men. The documentary I saw, the, the men were about in mid-20s. And there was one or two 13-year-old boys well, it's at the boys. time. Okay. Um, right, we'll move on because Dahmer March scared 3rd, me. March 3rd. What? Dahmer scared me. Gary. <laughs> March 3rd, after promising not to, George Bush apologized for raising taxes. Read my lips. No new taxes, liar. Yeah, liar. Um, oh, here we go. Here's something that I think will appease you. Fifth largest crowd for wrestling at the Toronto Sky Dome, 64,287. Sweet. Um, memorial concert for Freddie Mercury held at Wembley Stadium. Um... Uh, Ooh, here's something that I definitely want to talk about. May 7th, 1992, five police officers from New York City are arrested in Long Island for selling cocaine. Damn. Police officers? Yeah, cocaine? Dude. Yeah. Damn. What the fuck? Are you surprised? No. Damn. Disappointed? No. <laughs> How do you talk to a police officer selling cocaine? All right, Chris is going to be doing this from now until the end of time. So we're going to, everybody just love okay. it. January, uh, July 22nd, Pablo Escobar escapes from prison. Um, oh, remember that event we talked about at Wembley Stadium? The uh, British Bulldog. Oh, one? okay. Yeah, Bridge the SummerSlam. Yeah. Largest attendance in, in England, uh, Wembley Stadium, 75,000. Very nice. October 21st, the book Sex by Madonna. I think that was one of those wrapped books. Remember, it was yeah. behind the counter. You couldn't buy it. She really always pushed the envelope all the time. She was always pushing. And I think this time in her career, I really was kind of like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. this is like, uh, it's like, it's too much. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Before you go, let me, take it, let me tell you a quick story. So I was in my first year of um, being at the current job I work at. And I do remember selling that uh, book. And it was in our, you know, uh, you had to, you know, get a ticket and go to the go to the register and buy it, and then they gave it to you in a wrapped in plastic too, so you can look through it. But it was in a brown wrapper, wrapped in plastic, and then you know they would give oh, it to wow. you. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I love it. Crazy, Madonna um, always pushing club. the envelope, dude. Good for her, dude. I yeah. don't think she's the best singer, but good for her, dude. Price I, Club, I, they did yeah. it. They were they're they're watching people. I mean, they didn't even have it on display. It was just kind of. It's out there, and people wanted to buy it, and sold out. Love it. What can I say? That's about all I got, man. You know, I got a couple other things here, but, you know, we're good, man. I, I think 90, I when I first looked at 92, like I told you before, I was kind of like, ah, God, 
92. But then I started looking. I was like, oh, 92 is a good year. And he even brought a lot of it to my attention. Like, look at this. Look at this. A lot of good movies. A lot of good TV. A lot of good stuff happening. I was like, you know, Greg, you're right. And uh, You know what? A lot of these years we're going to go back because it's um, no, it's making us think about the past and where we were at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I was 22, 23 at the time. Oh. Listen, listen. Hold up. My birthday's in July. Okay, so most of 92... I'm 22, so the end of 92, I turned 23. And I was working at KNEC at the time. I was an intern. Yes, I was a phone fox. Um, Listen to him. How do you talk to a phone fox? You call us up and request sounds. How do you get Greg to do math accurately? <laughs> you write it down with a calculator. Wait, you write it with a calculator? You write it down and you use your calculator. Come on, Chris. Why don't you give me my final song so I can say goodbye to everybody out there, everybody in the nation. Well, go ahead and start giving your goodbyes. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast on 1992, the second part of television, movies, and pop culture. Um, you know we love you. Thank you for coming back. Watch us on Instagram. Watch us on the TikTok. Watch us on Facebook. We're all over. Thank you very much. Um, this is a song from the single soundtrack, uh, Chris Cornell. It's called Seasons. It's beautiful. You hear his voice. You hear his guitar. Amazing. So from Big Talk with Chris and Greg podcast, see ya.